Rocking from the Crib, episode number 46. Episode number 46. Yes, we have the 46 now. That's how we starting the pod off. Black empowerment. That's how we starting the pod off. We Rest in peace to Brianna Taylor. Uh, what up, little man? The grand jury yeah. came back today. Okay. You may know that, you may not know not that. that but now you know that. The grand jury came back. Two of the officers were not charged. Only one of the officers were charged. They were not charged with murder. We're going to get into it. No matter what, though, got to keep your head up to the sky. Uh, this goes out to all the infants in this cold world that was born addicted and to all the section eight kids just remember these four words y'all we gonna make it the government keep on trying to fool us the system keep on trying to lose us and all we can do is keep buying computers and log on now before it start going down we gotta hold our head keep our pride though it hurts when i see people sleep outside little babies with no socks on eating popcorn we all know what they moms and they pops on now go to love when the dreams come they never got nothing for Christmas and they ain't Muslim. This is a jewel, a lot of us was them. This is a jewel, a lot of us was them. Again, this is Potter from the Crib, episode number 46. I'm your host, Gary, aka Jizz. To my lockdown. We've been wondering what's going on for quite some time now. We know what's going on. System working how they designed it. Far too many of you died. And sisters. You know we've got to find a way to bring some love here today. Father, Father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the answer. For only nothing You know we've got to find a way Just gonna take it to the hook So we're gonna get the pie started Pick it 
This song is 50. <laughs> this song is what? Uh, 40 years old? Same shit was going on then, it was going on now, and it was going on before then. That makes any sense. I'm harmonized right quick. What's going on? What's going on? Again, Potter from the Crib, episode number 46. I'm your host, Gary, a.k.a. Jizz. Um, so as I was saying during the intro, uh, the, the grand jury came back today in the Breonna Taylor case. I didn't know that, um, I didn't know it until it happened that that was going to happen today. Uh, I actually was speaking on this when they gave out the settlement and I said that I didn't think justice was going to happen. I, I saw this coming a mile away. Uh, and when I think back to everything that's happened over the course of time, with this case, it was pretty evident from the beginning that wasn't anything going to happen. The only reason that it became an issue is because the people made it an issue. It was online everywhere. Celebrities were talking about it, which is fucked up that you have to have in order to attempt to get justice or be recognized, have your fucking injustice be recognized. <clears throat> by your fucking attorney general and, and uh, the police that you have to have celebrities and the fucking internet back you up. So that's the only reason that this even became a thing. And then it kind of died down. Um, and then George Floyd happened and that re-sparked this, this whole uh, Breonna Taylor situation. So from the very beginning, all right, so for those who aren't familiar, which I'm pretty sure everyone's familiar, I want to say March 12th. I may be incorrect on the date. I believe it was March 12th, though. They went to go serve a no-knock warrant uh, to Breonna Taylor's boyfriend. They live together. Uh, a no-knock warrant means that they don't have to announce that they're coming in. They're just coming in. That is one of the dumbest things ever created. This is not the first time this has uh, turned into a shootout from a no-knock warrant. It's dangerous for the officers. It's dangerous for the people in the home. It's dangerous for any, well, yes, for everybody in the home. It can be innocent bystanders in the home. Anything can be going on at home. It's dangerous for everybody. So um, they're, uh, they're saying that the police state, I'm sorry, let me get myself together. All right, so her boyfriend is saying that he heard a banging on the door. That was the police with the battering ram trying to get in. They asked, who is it? They got no response. Door comes down. They come in. He grabs his legal firearm, which he has the right to have. I also have a legal firearm. And he does what he's supposed to do. He shoots the first person that comes through the door. If you come through my door, I'm going to shoot you. Legally, I have the right to shoot you. So they return fire, um, and the cop lets off 10 shots. Doesn't hit the person who shot at him, not one time. Somehow he manages to hit Breonna Taylor, I want to say eight times. 
out of the 10 shots that he let off. Now, mind you, in this home, you don't know if there's children in here. You don't know if grandparents, you don't know who's in here. And you're just letting off shots. Now, the other two, the only the officer who let off the shots is being charged with anything. The other two, they've been let off. And the one that's being charged is being charged with, I don't even know how to pronounce this, one, one only, wantonly, I, I don't know how, want, wanton, wanton endangerment. Wanton endangerment. I had to look up what wanton endangerment is. And it says, a person is guilty of wanton, uh, I, I'm probably fucking that word up, endangerment. Um, let me see, let me see. When he engages in conduct, which creates a substantial danger or death or serious physical injury to another person. Well, if it causes a death, that sounds like they, they already had terms for that. It was called manslaughter. It was called murder. Uh, it sounds like a, a murder to me. Uh, he was not obviously charged with murder. I don't know how they made that distinction. Now, mind you, they have laws on the books that if I were to do a simple crime with someone and it results in the death of someone, they'll charge me as a citizen with murder. This officer can come in and fire shots off, not announce themselves as, as the police, fire shots off. And that's important. If you don't identify yourself as an officer, you, in my eyes, present a danger to me and my family, his family, in this case, being his girlfriend. I have the right to defend myself and defend my family. So, so they'll charge you with murder if it happens again. And if this police, well, not if the, when this police officer just fucking goes in there and shoots up the whole place, he gets a fucking wanton endangerment charge, which carries a maximum of one to five years. One to five years. Now she's dead. She's never coming back. He may possibly do one to five years and pay some bullshit fine. Hold on. Let me let's see how much this this fine is. Um does it say? Does it say as high as ten thousand dollars? So the maximum that he he can have to pay for what he has done is ten years. I mean, I'm sorry, five years and ten thousand dollars. Now, even if you weren't going to charge the other two, even if you're just going to charge the shooter. For murder, I make I can I can live with that. I can live with that. If anybody else let off any shots, I would want them brought up on charges as well. But if you just get the shooter, fine. But you need to get them for what they did. Now, so our right, so that happens. Um, they forget about it. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. George Floyd happened. They passed Brianna's law in Louisville, banning no knock warrants. That's amazing for the future. 
has shit to do with the case at hand. That's a little trinket that they're throwing out. Here, take this. We fucked up, but uh, take this. This is what you get. All right, so they do that. People are still not happy, obviously. So, what do they do? They hire a new interim police chief, uh, Miss Yvette, a black woman. A black woman. <laughs> For the first time in the history of Louisville, they have a black woman as a police chief. And this is nothing against her. Uh, she's been a police officer for years. Hopefully she gets in there and she can make some changes. Is that why they hired a black woman, in my opinion? Or is it for optics? And that's one of the things I hate about this political fucking climate that we live in. Well, the, we've always lived in, in this climate. Well, even before I was born. Yeah. People play these politic games. And they don't really give a fuck about the people. They don't give a fuck about what's really going on, as Marvin would say. I didn't plan that, by the way. All they care about is keeping their job. All they care about is keeping their power. And in order to keep the power, keep the job, you have to act like you give a shit. I'm tired of people acting like they give a shit. So, so now they, they've hired her. Um, and then they give the family $12 million. So once they gave the family $12 million, that's what I talked about on the previous pod, not this last one, but whatever the day was that it happened is, I believe the day I talked about it. So they give the money. I'm like, it's bullshit. Um, no amount of money is going to make it right. And that was getting ready for what they knew was coming. The bullshit, the shaft. They, they they knew what was coming next. They knew what they was about to give. So this is like premeditated fucking uh, uh, bullshit. Like this didn't just happen. They knew what was coming back. Just judging by these little trinkets that they're throwing out along the way, $12 million, Brianna's no, uh, no knock warrant, hiring the black uh, lady to run the police, um, the police, uh, to be the chief of police for, for uh, the city. So, so then I believe the day before they start preparing for civil unrest. Why are they preparing for civil unrest? In my opinion, because they knew it was coming. They knew it was coming. I'm interested to see who these grand jurors are that looked at this evidence and didn't determine that that man, and what is his name? Former Detective uh, Brett Hankinson. Hankinson. I'm fucking words up today. He got a dumbass name. So how could they look at that and not determine that Brett Hankison, Hankison, H-A-N-K-I-S-O-N, is not guilty or, I'm sorry, can't even be tried. This isn't even to say you're guilty of anything. He can't even be tried for murder. You can't even let 
a jury decide what he should be brought up on to go forward with the charges. You won't even let a jury of his peers, I'm doing quote symbols right now, decide whether or not he's guilty of murder. And with the facts that you have, I don't see how we could end up here. I'm really interested to see who is who was on the jury panel. We won't ever find out. But it's very important. And maybe well, they say they can't do they can't probably let us know who the jurors was because of their safety. But it would be great to have some type of transparency as far as who was selected to be on the jury. Uh I wonder, is, are grand juries open to the public? I have to look into that. But again, I saw this coming a mile away, so I'm not surprised. I'm unhappy because although you see something coming, once the other shoe drops, as the saying goes, it still hits you. So it's still like, what the fuck? But it's lessened by the fact that I expected this. This is the way the system has been working for years and years and decades and decades and decades and decades. Going back to the 2000s, I'm sorry, the 2010s, the 2000s, the 90s, so on, so on, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s. This has never been a safe place where people, I'm sorry, where the system, I don't want to say where people, because there are people that care about black people, there are white people that care about black people, where the system that's in place that's given a shit about black people. So to me, this is the system being the system. Now I saw something earlier. Uh, somebody had a tweet online and it was a back and forth. The one person says you need to vote on the local level, get these politicians out, get new politicians in. Other guy replies that the system is built on corruption. So it won't matter. I don't agree with the second sentiment. But the first one, we do need to vote on a local level and we need to get the bullshit uh, politicians out because again, they only care about power. For the most part, I'm, there's probably some uh, scattered, a few good apples throughout the mix. They actually give a fuck. But you need to get the bullshit ones out and get new ones in. Now it's hard to determine because they all gonna tell you what you wanna hear. Politicians ain't nothing but pimps. They gonna tell you what the fuck you wanna hear to get what they want from you. So, but once they show you that they not who they said they were, get them the fuck out. Now the system is built on corruption. It is built on systematic racism. But, you have to make changes to the politicians to get the policies changed, to change the system. And although it's not happening, so I can understand his attitude, but that's a defeatist attitude. I just don't believe in having a defeatist, victimized uh, attitude. Fuck that. It's just going to change. Might change in my lifetime. Might not change in my lifetime. Might not change in the next lifetime. I don't know. But the shit is going to change. I also saw something else and somebody was questioning um, 
they were like they can make money off of her her image documentaries on her on Brianna Taylor um and everything that's surrounding what's going on but she can't get justice and I don't in my opinion I don't think that person understood and maybe maybe other people out there that are the same way that don't understand that business and politics in this situation are two different things. Those are corporations making money, making documentaries. Those are people making fucking just citizens making uh, t-shirts or whatever they're making with their image and make and profit off of it. So, I mean, I feel like if you profit off of it, it should go to the family, but that's, that doesn't even matter right now. So the system <laughs> has never at any point during this whole situation let you know that they give a fuck. By the fact that it had to be so much outrage to even get here now, let you know. We don't give a fuck. They, they respond to pressure and they throw you out little something. Oh, we tried. We tried. We did our due diligence. We did interviews, blah, blah, blah. I heard that there was body cam footage. I haven't seen the body cam footage. They're supposed to wear body cams. Uh, I, I just read uh, maybe a couple weeks ago that it was supposed to be some body cam footage coming out that I never saw. Now, if you guys saw it, I mean, you could feel free to send it at uh, Potting from the Crib at Instagram. But I damn sure ain't see it. So rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Uh, fuck you to Brett Hankison. And also, oh, one more thing before before we get off this, this topic. Daniel Cameron. He's the black attorney general in Kentucky. And he had this to say. Celebrities, influencers, and activists who having never lived in Kentucky would try to tell us how to feel, suggesting they understand the facts of this case. Dog, <laughs> uh, last time I checked, you didn't have to live somewhere to know when an injustice is being done. I didn't have to live in fucking Germany. Well, I wasn't alive then, but you get the fucking point. I didn't have to live in fucking Germany to understand that Hitler was a, a piece of shit and that what they were doing to the Jews were wrong. I didn't have to live in fucking during the times of fucking slavery in America to realize that what was going on was fucked up. I didn't have to live in fucking ancient Egypt to, to fucking realize that they needed to let the people go. They know our community and the Commonwealth better than we do, but they don't. Let's not give in to their attempts to influence our thinking or capture our emotions. At the end of the day, it is up to us. We live here together. We work here and raise our families here together. Now, I'm only but so mad at him. And I'm probably more mad just because he didn't get the charge. That's probably the, because he's doing what he's supposed to do. What he's supposed to do is try to keep civil unrest from happening. But I would like him to be upset at what what happened. Like he's you're the attorney general. It's your job to seek justice. I would want you to be unhappy when justice is not being served. And there's no way, I'm not gonna say there's no way. 
Because just because you black don't mean that you with the blacks. And we'll touch on that with some other politicians another day. Um, so maybe possibly you don't uh, think that it was a miscarriage of justice. That's possible. But regardless or irregardless, I'm not sure which one you use. You do not have to be from a place, again, to understand that something wrong has occurred. And I, I feel like he knows that. He knows at least that much. But moving on, moving on again, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Uh, we're going to talk about Wells Fargo. Uh, we're going to get to some music a little later. Uh, but I want to start with Wells Fargo. The Wells Fargo CEO, Charles Scharf. That's a dumbass name. Uh, he was on a Zoom meeting this summer and said that the bank has had trouble reaching their diversity goals. Now, he set the goals, if I'm not mistaken. They're having trouble reaching their diversity goals because there was not enough qualified minority talent. Nigga. <laughs> Did you just say... Niggas ain't good enough by niggas. I don't, I, I'm just talking about minorities. You got to peep my context. So, you niggas ain't good enough. That's what you're saying. We can't hire enough minorities in high ranking positions because they're just not good enough. We don't, we can't find any good ones. Now, mind you, since this came out, their competitors have come out and said, no, 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 there's talent out there. There's <laughs> plenty of talent. Either you don't want it or you're not looking hard enough. So fucking Wells Fargo. And I've always spoken highly of Wells Fargo. They have to have they asked themselves or did anyone ask the CEO, are you grooming people to move up? When people move into high ranking positions, normally they're groomed. They move up or they come from another organization, whereas though they held a high ranking position or were groomed in a certain way. Are you doing your due diligence to make sure, or are you saying that there's nobody, you can't find enough people to help them, groom them to move up and to the next stage of the company? That has to be, there's, you have plenty of minorities hired there. You, groom them, you turn them into whatever high-ranking position, just like you do with the white people. The white people don't just come out of college and just automatically jump into a certain job. And it's mad niggas with college degrees that have done just as much schooling as white people. Most of the people, now I didn't personally last very long in college. I know mad niggas with degrees. In fact, where the fuck is this at? Where, they have a network called the Wall Street Friends. They have 8,000 minorities in their network. 8,000. And they're sending out resumes. They said they're sending out resumes every day. Multiple. You ain't calling them. They're not good enough. They're not smart enough. And what kind of talent are you looking for? Wells Fargo has been on some bullshit. Now, I personally bank with Wells Fargo. I haven't had any issues with them. But mad niggas have had issues with them. 
I'm going to just go over a couple of things that these non-minorities have done at Wells Fargo over the years. In 2016, they had to pay $185 million because they were making up fake accounts. They made up 1.5 million fake accounts and 500,000 fake credit cards. Then they didn't uh, lower the interest rates for fucking active duty military, which by law they have to do. And then it came out in March 2017 that no, 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 they made 3.5 million fake accounts. They fell out. <laughs> they failed to promote, uh, uh, to comply with the regulation to promote lending and lower income communities. I went to them for a loan before. They turned me down. I had money in the bank. Uh, what else did they have going on over at, at well, August 2017? They had a lawsuit for overcharging small business retailers with deceptive fine print. A nigga from CNN Money said that God himself couldn't get out of these contracts. They fired a whistleblower in 2010. That's illegal. In 2018, the city of fucking Sacramento sued them for discrimination. Because black borrowers with a FICO score of 660 were three times were likely to get a, a fucking um, a loan. Three times as likely to get a high interest loan or high risk loan. And it's at least eight more of these that I'm not going to get into. So what kind of fucking talent was that? Are you talking about, oh, are you talking about fucking creative accounting where you <laughs> niggas who can just find out how to break the laws and run it up that way you supposed to be changing like they brought you in to change what was going on like the culture mr sharf and this is not a good look at all i don't even know what possessed you to say this and he said on a conference call i wonder if there were black people there was black people on this conference call it was at least one black person on the conference call he wasn't offended. I don't, I don't understand how he wasn't offended. I would for sure be offended. So, uh, fuck you, Charles. Fucking be better at your fucking job. Uh, there's talent out there. You need to go find a fucking talent. Or you, I'm sorry, well, you're the CEO, so you don't have to find a talent, but you need to hire people who can find fucking talent. Black people are smart, man. They know shit. They can do shit. They can be bosses too. All right, so we're going to move on from that. Like, fuck Wells Fargo. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Um, so Kanye is going to allegedly get 50%. He owns 50% of his artist masters. The label who he's done the joint venture with owns the other 50%. As we've been talking about, he's big on um, labels. I'm sorry, artists owning their own masters now. And he's been speaking about this for yeah, a week or two, ranting, going on and on and on. And he was called out on a couple of podcasts, if I'm not mistaken, about what he was doing in his practices as a label owner. And him owning the masters of the people that assigned to him, even though he's saying that labels shouldn't do that. So now... The that's come out now he's going to give the artist back his portion now this is a good thing i like it 
but I don't like why it's happening. I hate when people do things that aren't genuine. And this can't be genuine. If it was genuine, you would have done it because you know better. You know better because you're fighting a fight. You're fighting a fight while your artists are fighting a fight. If your artists are fighting the same fight, they're fighting against you. And they're fighting a fight against you that you're fighting against the bigger label. Now, I'm not saying that they are fighting that fight, but I'm saying if they were to fight that fight, they would be fighting against you. If that makes any sense. So you knew better because you know how important ownership is. But yet you were going to retain ownership until you were called out in the public. That's that. Po he is running for president. <laughs> I forgot. That's that politician shit. That fake shit, man. That, we live in a fake world, man. People just do things for the look. I hate doing things for the look. Just if you don't feel it, don't do it. Well, do this because let me have this shit back. But because <laughs> I, I do want them to get their ownership back. So I, I don't want to say don't do it. But in general, normally, don't fucking do it. I hate when somebody act like they did me a favor. Just don't do it for me. Like, do it out of the kindness of your heart or just don't fucking do it. I'd rather not have it than to have you think that you fucking did something special that you didn't want to do. If you want to do it, I'll never hear about it again. You can't do something for somebody, in my opinion, and then bring it up later. I have never done that in my life. I ain't never said, oh, man, I took you here. I took you. I'll let you borrow this. I can't. No. Because I, if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. My friends know this. My closest family members know this. And I don't want anything if I do something for you. But I'm getting off on, on a tangent. Um, shout out to Tiana Taylor and Big Sean and whomever else is signed to get music. John Legend, everybody. I would have dropped John Legend from the label because he's been dissing Ye for some for a while. I don't know if he's still signed there. But if he if he is, nigga, I'm you ain't getting your masters back. Everybody else getting their fucking masters back. I'm giving fuck oh no, he dropped designer. I'm giving fucking Sahai his shit back. I'm for sure giving Sahai his shit back because Sahai will ride to, to the death for fucking Kanye. He might shoot you over, yay. But yeah, so anyway, since we're on the topic of music, we're going to move on to albums. Um, Moneybag Yo and Black Youngster dropped an album called Cold Red. Niggas used to think they had beef. I'm glad to know that they, they don't have beef. They said they never did, but... At some point, they never did a song together. Then they did a song or two together. Then they did a whole project together. Now, the project for me started off pretty slow. I wasn't really fucking with, like, the first couple songs. Moneybag was cool. Black Youngster was not cool. Now, I'm not a fan of Black Youngster's music. Now, I don't have anything against Black Youngster because I don't know Black Youngster. But I'm generally not a fan of his music. I feel like he started to heat up a little bit. This whole project started to heat up like towards hmm, when did it start to heat up? Let me turn this on. 
Around truth be told, that's when it started to pick up for me. It was the same kind of music, but it was a little different. So it's the same gangster music, but it's a little, it's different. It's a little twist on it, and all it takes is a little twist to to break up the monotony of what you normally do. Yeah, he's talking about his mom having cancer kind of touching on politics a little bit it's a little different look and I, I, I like when rappers expand and this is just all black youngster on this one so they have solo songs on here as well and for me I just like Moneybag, yo. And I especially like Moneybag, yo, when he be on songs like this. This is Brain Dead uh, featuring Ari. And that's what's up that he gave Ari a feature, his girlfriend, even though she didn't do anything but talk on the voicemail. These, like, these ghetto love songs, I, I like when he does the ghetto love songs. And I love when he talking shit. And that's what he do all the whole project, just talking shit. That's what he's good at. He's not a lyricist. If you want the bars, you're not getting the bars here. You get some Instagram captions. But, uh, so yeah, it's 13 songs on here. I would say, I'm not going to count the Say Some Remix. I'm not going to count. No, that's not what I'm not going to count. So to me, in my eyes, 12 songs on here. I'm not counting the remix. Because Say Something wasn't hot enough to do the remix. So I'm going to say 12 songs on here. Probably four good ones, three okay ones, and then I'm I'm good on the rest. I would give this a 2.5 out of 5. And yeah, that's a solid number, 2.5 out of 5. And next was, who was next? Tootsie, this name, ever since the Tootsie slide came out. Tootsie, whom I don't think I've ever heard before. If I did, I didn't know I was listening to him. It's called Poetic Pain. And Poetic Pain started off just, this is another one that started off slow. But when it picked up, for me, it picked up. And when this song came on, it's called Euphoria. I didn't, it was different to my ear. And I was about to cut it off. But then I said, I'm just let it rock for a little while. It's a, it's a different sound. And it sounds way different than the first couple of songs. And I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. I got a feeling we can need. Oh, the Wi Fi is fucking up. I got I to pay these things. That's them sending me a little message. Please don't stop, I need more, yeah. 
Wanna give you everything that you need and everything you please won't stop no I'm adoring ya. Gotta keep a black on my waist, I ain't trippin' no, I be clickin', take my tongue and I be touring ya. Euphoria, she say what's that feeling? I tell her, got a feeling euphoria. Wanna give you everything that you need, I'm tryna plan to see you, baby, girl, I want more ya. This is when the album took, this, took a turn, and this is song five, it's like 17 or whatever. I believe in love at first sight, he need by the week. I don't need a lot, probably stuck your page on the creek. It was something I seen, it was more than you being a freak. But you know that that's a plus, cause you get nasty in the sheets. Shouldn't be no shame, no, you get nasty, ain't gon' geek. I ain't gotta search, cause you got everything else. This sapiosexual, how a nigga make a song? I, I would have never thought a nigga was gonna make a song called sapiosexual, but yeah, I fuck with that. Friend Zone, Blitz, there's some good music on here. I'm definitely gonna keep listening to this project. This is gonna be a 3.5 out of 5. For me, actually, this is probably I like it more than Moneybag Yo and Black Youngster. This might be my second favorite album. Might be number one or number two. It's, it might be one A, and then next one is one B, and then it's Black Youngster and um and Moneybag Yo. Um, what else we got? He has Summer Walk on here too, and Dirt. For you name whores out there, and the, the next one is Shy Glizzy. Young Hefe 3. I'm a, a Shy Glizzy fan. I like Shy Glizzy's voice. I like the way he comes off on a song. I, I love the way he uses his voice. Uh, this for me is... What was his last one? Aloha was his previous project. Wasn't a fan of that, but the one before that, I want to say Young Hefe Home. Young, that's not called Young Hefe Homes. He always says that. Young Hefe 2, I believe, was before that. And I really like that one. And I like this one too. This is this is good. Wait, let me pull up the, the track list for the Shy Glizzy. I couldn't find this at first too. Apple Music was on some bullshit. Like this wasn't on my on my uh my new music list. And Shy Glizzy is a pretty big artist compared to some of the motherfuckers that was on my new music list. And Black Youngster and, and Moneybag Yo wasn't on there. I don't know what the fuck that was about. But Tusi was on there. Maybe Tusi's a bigger artist than I know. But uh, I played, what, Feel the Vibe? I started that off. I uh, started it last show off, I want to say, with Feel the Vibe with Meek Mill. This is just a, a, a good project. Again, he, you're not getting barred up from him. He just be talking. <laughs> he just be talking his shit. I can't believe I was coming in. I had to pay the rich Millie, but the really AP in the skeleton. And I just jump out the killing it. And I still got my soul, I ain't selling it. And I still got my paw, I ain't tucking it. Nigga saying it's love, I know it's not. I just walk out the club with 20 dots. And they all about to fuck me right on the spot. I just walk out this morning and bought a drop. But the shit on these niggas, no porta pot. Had to whip it up, selling that water away. Gotta get it out to him before it drop. I'ma keep it real with you before I lie. I'ma make like a billion before I die. I been keeping that Millie right on my side. When so I'm happy to have a couple good projects this week because it's been it's been rough lately. I've been finding singles here and there, people's songs are like here and there, but I haven't found anything really consistent that I have enjoyed. Any projects that I fully enjoy. I'm gonna still a lot of older older things. Ain't bad habits. <laughs> I'm still playing that every day on radio. 
This is on Shaq Glizzy Project as well. Young F83. Is he signed to a major label? Because he got some niggas on. He got some niggas that run that little check over here. This nigga got. I don't know who to put on this. Right, he got G Herbo on here. He ain't necessarily cheap. He got Jeremiah, Ty Dollar Sign, Lil Uzi Vert, who he's beefing with over the song, and Big Mill. But moving past the music, yeah, I don't know how many of y'all out there watch football, but the quarterback for the San Diego Chargers, I just found out today, Tyrod Taylor. This nigga, he got hurt before the game on Sunday, and he got replaced by a rookie quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert. That name is trash. <laughs> uh, so, and that's coming from a nigga named Gary. So, uh, so, so I just found out how he got hurt. He had a punctured lung, and he got the punctured lung before the game. How did he get the punctured lung? The doctor punctured his fucking lung. The doctor tried to give him a painkiller injection for uh, for his ribs so he can play in the game because that's what football players do. They get shot up with drugs before the game and they send you out there to go run into each other. Uh, and he punctured the nigga lung. <laughs> like, yo, you could have killed me. Hey, uh, I... I wonder if that nigga got, I tried to find out the, the, the nigga who did the stabbing, because that's what this was, a, a stabbing, if he was fired or not. And I couldn't, it said that they don't know if there's going to be any repercussions on the situation. But now he's going to be out four to six weeks. The rookie quarterback came in and was fire. Should have won the game. He, he lost, but he played well enough to win the game in his first game ever that he never, ever played in the pros before. Didn't know he was going to start until a couple minutes before the game. Like he thought he was going to be just on a fucking watching YouTube twerk videos on the bench, and he finds out he's starting. And Tyrod probably won't be quarterbacking there any fucking longer because he plays so well. And this was the last. This is the last year of Tyrod's deal, so he's looking to make more money. And now you might have cost me more money because. You fucked me up. Like, I, I don't know if I can sue you, but if I can't sue you, I'm probably going to punch on you. <laughs> You're going to have to sue me, nigga. Like, what? Dog. <laughs> and it's the beginning of the year. Like, ain't nobody even get to see me ball out so that they can be like, all right, well, he played good for the first eight weeks. Let's let's sign him and give him another 10. But, dog. <laughs> right, and quarterbacks make a lot of money. So when you don't get signed as a quarterback, you're missing a lot of money. As a backup, he got signed not this year, but last year before he became a starter. So he's not getting starter money, but he started. He, he got signed for what? Two years, 11 mil. And that's just to be the backup. That's just to be a nigga who's more than likely never going to get in the game. So if he'd have played well, even though he probably lost his job to the rookie anyway, he would have had a chance to go to another team, start, make another 20 mil, 25, something like that, or at least be a backup. 
who knows what his future is now. He got to sit out for the rest of the year. Well, he got to sit out four to six weeks, but he's going to end up sitting out the rest of the year with fucked up lungs. And it's COVID out here. Where's some COVID getting his fucking fucked up lung? Nah, Doc. Hmm. Nah, y'all going to have to fire him or he's going to have to see me. And for those that are interested, Johnson & Johnson is moving into phase three of the, the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, I'm not taking any vaccines no matter what. Not for this. It had to be something. COVID would have to kill like 60% of the people to get it for me to even consider <laughs> taking a vaccine. But uh, Johnson & Johnson is one of the many companies that are trying to hurry up and put this shit together. I wouldn't trust you. Even if I was to trust vaccines, I'm not trusting Johnson and Johnson. Like the niggas was giving niggas cancer. Like they got sued and lost for giving people cancer through baby powder. I was using the baby powder. I, I need to make sure I'm good. I definitely used to throw that down there on the, on those hot summer days. Now on to a little positivity. Future started the Wellness on Wheels, a health initiative for senior citizens impacted by COVID-19. That's what's up, Future. That's what's up. You don't really hear too many things like this from Future, but I'm glad to hear about this for Future. So, shout out to Future. Now, I wanted to start with this, but with all with the Breonna Taylor situation going on, I, I totally, you know, but I just want to say thank you to all the listeners again. I want to thank y'all every time, every show. Um, I really, truly do appreciate you tuning in every time I drop a show. Um, for those who tell other people about the show, I appreciate that as well. Um, I ordered some equipment, so video may be coming back soon. I just order some some more equipment so the studio setup will look a little different uh than the last time you saw it. and i'm gonna give it a test run i'm not sure i ordered the shit but i'm not sure if i even like the shit so i gotta use it and then if i like it then we're gonna rock with it if not then we'll figure something else out but again from the bottom of my heart i truly 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 appreciate you i hope you enjoyed this episode because i enjoyed doing this episode and I think we've covered just about everything of relevance for the day. Uh, again, I want to say rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. I want to say fuck you to the grand jury. Fuck you to Brett. Fuck you to Charles Scharf from Wells Fargo. Fuck you. It's <laughs> a lot of fuck yous to go around. Uh, let me pull up my fucking list here. <laughs> fuck you to the attorney general. Where the fuck is your name at? Fucking Daniel Cameron. And I don't have the other officers' names that were there that didn't do the actual shooting, but special fuck you to you too. Uh this was Potty from the Crib, episode number 46. I am and was your host, Gary, aka Jizz. And I'll see you guys. Well, I won't see you, but I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Or maybe there'll be a surprise episode in between. Who knows? God bless, universe bless, or whatever. I'm the fuck out. Oh